0: It's Mike Shell, it's 102.5 The Bone. Spanish, please go get the champ and his people or whoever's here and bring them in the studio. We're live on uh, Bone TV, of course, and also live on the YouTube, TV. All right. Give you a little extra inside information. Picture of Spanish with no sleeves on. I wonder if that's really hurting us with guests. The no sleeves? Yeah, because it's confusing. I mean, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> right. You got this guy in a tie with no sleeves going out there, right? When it was a suit, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. it's classed up a little. Everybody understands a suit. People don't now. understand. Oh, shirt look at this guy and no sleeves. Look at this champ. You look, you look skinny in a good way. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm definitely skinny. You are way, skinny, man. huh? It is, uh, it's good to see you.
1: Oh, it's great to be here.
0: Uh, pull, that, pull that mic up a little bit so you can talk right in the front. There you go. Okay. Keith Thurman, the, uh, the champ is here, the undefeated champ, 29-0. and 0. Uh, I'll make a prediction. You're, you're going to punch Pacquiao's face in. Like yeah, there's something no, like that. Yeah. yeah, there's no. Now, but here, let me, this is the equivalent, I would imagine, of me being a baseball fan and then getting to the play with Babe Ruth. Like, the, or maybe not Babe Ruth, but, like, one of the greats. You know what I mean? I mean, what's the intimidation factor? You're a young kid. I know you're a great champ, but you're a young kid. Now, you, I mean, Pacquiao was was a superhero when you were a kid. Now you got to beat him <laughs> up.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, all the pressers that I had to do with Pacquiao, all the face-to-face and everything, anytime I see him, you know, he just looks at me like, now nah, you're, like, my 70th fight. Mm. Oh, what yeah, it, he's just, know, he's blowing Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I'm going to train hard and do my best. (laughs) And, you know, I respect Pacquiao. He's done so much. You know, win, lose, draw. He's going down in the history books as a legend. Right. We all know this. But um, for me, this is uh, 23 years of hard work, dedication, and um, I've been true to the game. I'm a a local, you know what I mean? Born and raised out here in Clearwater, Florida. Uh, Never left my hometown. There was a time throughout my career where – Uh, One of my old managers wanted me to move to California and work with Freddie Roach. And this was shortly after Ben Getty died. And I told him, you know, we have all that it takes right here at St. Pete Boxing Club to make sure that Keith Thurman is champion of the world one day. And I don't need Freddie Roach. And here I am fighting one of Freddie Roach's um, golden boys, Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao. I
0: mean, you got got Dan Birmingham. That's right. And, I mean, that guy, I, I loved... So back in the day, we'd be in the gym when you were just a kid, and I, and I always tell this story. I'm like, when people talk about you, I go, you don't understand. One day, I'm in the, I'm in the gym. Nobody's there in the middle of the day, and I'm hitting the, I'm hitting the leather bag, the big heavy one, and I'm a big guy. So I finally get to the point where I feel like I know what I'm doing, and not to not to box anybody, just to train to feel like a man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Dan is in the ring. And he is doing something, but he can't help not seeing me do something wrong out of the corner of his eye. So he hops out of the ring, and he comes over, and he goes, turn your shoulder into it. Snap your thing. So now I'm punching it, and it's making noise. And I thought, (laughs) I might be the next great heavyweight champion. (laughs) For a second, I thought I was good.
1: Yeah, for one Uh, second. yeah, uh Yeah. Oh, you know
0: why? Because a couple of seconds later, this skinny little teenager came in, and he got on the same bag that I was on. And he punched it, and when he punched it, it it bent in (laughs) half, and I thought the roof was going to come down. When you hit that bag, the sound that it made was unbelievable, and I just was like, oh, I'm done I don't think I ever went back after that. You were just seeing what you can do to that and your size, and he said this kid's going to be this kid's going be something now now, Ben was the first person to find you, right?
1: He found me at the age of seven and he was by my side to uh the age of twenty when he passed away. Yeah. um Ben and I worked with Dan Birmingham ever since I was fourteen years old, so you know,
0: what do you have at seven that Ben could see? That you have something. Or was he just trying to, hey, you should be a boxer kid. And then as you got older, he was like, wow, this kid might actually be good.
1: Well, Ben Getty was the uh, head custodian of my elementary school. Right. And he had permission uh, permission from the principal to have an after-school boxing program. My mother worked a nine-to-five, so I was a participant in the after-school YMCA program at Bella Elementary. Okay. And it's obviously a program that will probably never, ever be thought of being created ever again. Right. Um, You know, for legal purposes and different things of that nature. But I got to sign up for this boxing program. He put on an exhibition, and as soon as I saw the exhibition, I was hooked. I knew I wanted to box. I took the paperwork home. I remember taking only four steps into the apartment at the time, swinging my backpack off, unzipping it, turning around, giving my mom the paperwork and saying, I want to box. She told Ben, my son's an athlete. When she had to meet him and have me sign up, he goes, All mothers say that about their kids. (laughs) Two weeks later, when she went to pick me up, he looked at her and goes, Your boy's an athlete. Yeah. You know, and um, he saw something special in me at an early age. Um, He told me as soon as I was 14 years old, when I started making uh, the heavy bag (laughs) fold in half, he used to tell me all the time, He said, You are a million dollar fighter boy. You have everything it takes to be a champion of the world one day and at 14 years old you know it was, it was really hard to grasp the understanding because ben getty wasn't a BSer; he was a yeah. vietnam veteran and it, it was hard to grasp but i said you know what because he's not a BSer, he believes in me this much i guess i'll show up to the gym every day i'm gonna start believing in me and here we are today
0: good for you anybody ever you ever get any uh
1: fights in high school uh nah you know um i already had the nickname delahoya by then people, <laughs> people people kind of knew, people kinda knew. yeah I, I started winning national tournaments you know i i had so many fights i had my first amateur fight at nine years old uh-huh. um after, after boxing in the elementary school, we were in the local rec center, the uh, Ross Norton Park and Rec, and that's where Ben Getty started our boxing program. When they tore down the old rec center to build the new rec center with the skate park in the back today, uh-huh. we, had to, we had to shift gears and start gym hopping, and that's when eventually we f- uh, fell into St. Pete Boxing Club with Dan Birmingham and by the time I was 16 years old, I was sparring Winky Wright, Jeff Left Hook Lacey, yeah. Antoine Eccles, and any professional that walked in that gym.
0: Now, that, that's got to be great, a great feeling because you're among champions in there. I mean, you walk in there and you look at the walls and you see all the great fighters that have been there and all the guys that Dan worked with. Now, you know you're on the track for greatness. Now... uh how how far into it were you like like I don't know, I see so many boxers up and coming and then they disappear you don't hear anything about them they had good careers but then they just fall off and it's it it's a guy like you and a match like this that brings fans back to boxing I mean this is a this is a purest boxing match Pacquiao could be 40 years old but he's still one of the greatest fighters of all time and now you have this young undefeated kid who is going to be the next great fighter uh th- this there's a lot riding on this for for boxing
1: itself Throughout me creating a name for myself. One of my favorite things is hearing, you know, I saw your fight and I watched boxing again. Yeah, you know, um, you are the fighter that brought me back into the sport of boxing. Um, those are some of my favorite words. Besides the fact that you are my favorite fighter of today's generation.
0: Oh, I don't. I, I have to tell you, I don't know how many other fighters I like can name that are fighting right now. I mean, you. We're we've been watching you. We watched your, uh, the, the, the last fight that was on, the last one was on Fox. On Fox. It. Yeah. Yep. That I thought was great because even my dad watched that fight and he didn't know. He didn't know you were from here. He didn't know what the deal was. But people got to see that and they got to see the talent. They were like, man, boxing, boxing's back. And, uh, and now, when you start mixing uh, big time names into it. Now, what do you think this is going to hurt him when you knock him out? Like, you think he's, people are going to be like, well, why did he keep fighting? Why did he fight this undefeated kid? Why did he keep doing this? Like, you think it's smart for him to fight or not? Because I think you, and I think you know this too. I think you're going to beat him.
1: Well, you know, you just got to give Manny Pacquiao props. Um,
0: but he doesn't need the money, he doesn't need the fame. He's, he's, he's the one risking by fighting you. Because there's a good chance you're going to knock him out or make him look silly. And at this point, everybody's going to go, why didn't he just retire?
1: Well, he wants to still accomplish great things in his career. He's not done yet. Wow. He had a great performance earlier this year in January, beating another young man. Right. So he's on his uh yes I can movement right now, <laughs> you know. He, he just he believes that he still has more gas in the tank. And we've seen it throughout the history of boxing. You know, it's it's hard for champions to walk away. Yeah. You know, we sure. we have a love for the sport, but some of us are just um pure adrenaline junkies, you know there's just nothing that gets us off more than being in the ring. Everyday life is very mundane. He's got a job already. He's senator of the Philippines. Yeah, he yeah. went from uh poverty to world champion to senator. Yeah. I mean, he he's accomplished so much, but I guarantee you if you ask him which one he enjoys more, it's not being senator. It's not <laughs> sitting right, at the yeah. not sitting at the desk and and reading files and debating <laughs> about what to do with the government, you know. Right, so, right. um you know, and then just just hearing it, hey, champ, how are you, champ? Good luck, champ, you know, and, and the crowd that's going to be there, the support, the fan base at the MGM Grant, it's hard. It's been hard for many fighters to walk away from that. You know, on July 20th, I'm going to use my left and my right to point them in the right direction.
0: Now, you, uh, I, I, I watched you fight on Fox, and I was, I'm was i waiting for you to just knock somebody's face off. That guy hit you a couple of times where I got nervous for you for a second. You, you know, you just, you just catch a guy one time, did you feel at any time during that fight that you, that you might have, uh, that he might have got you too good?
1: Oh, uh, well, he didn't get me too good because the fight would have been over, <laughs> you know? He didn't get me too good. Uh, he got me, he got me pretty nice. Yeah. Um, that's why I love my nickname, Keith One Time Thurman. You know, one time represents my punching power, but it's a double-edged sword. It really represents boxing. Every fan at every moment doesn't matter who you really came to cheer for. Right at, at every moment, you're really just waiting for one big punch to go sure. ooh and ah yeah. and dang. It, you know, yeah. you you're just waiting for that one punch and for me to one time represents these once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that i have to live out my dream you know and um against jose cito lopez man in the seventh round he caught me one good time yeah. he had me rocked and when he had me rocked he chased me down and i could see it in his eyes he knew his moment was right in front of him and then he hit me with a straight right hand snapped my head back uh hit me again with the same punch snapped my head back and i said I said, man, you effort. If you don't keep your hands up and start moving, you know you're okay. Nobody watching this knows you're okay right now. Everybody thinks you about to be knocked out. Let's show the world what real champions do, and that survive, get out the round, and then come back, boxing harder, boxing smarter, and always walking away
0: victorious. You see any birdies? you see any little stars above your head right there? Nah, no my birdies,
1: line. but the the original left hook did what we call the rung of the bell. Yeah. You know, get you bit. buzzing a little yeah. bit. Uh-huh. You know, make you feel like you just had a six pack or something. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we recovered quickly.
0: I, see, that's my thing. I'm always afraid. Of, like, I'm getting there like the toughest guy in the world. I'll get one shot to the nose. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want
1: to do I this I start anymore. watering.
0: Yeah. Once yeah. yeah. you get that shot to the nose, that's a, the that's a pain. Like oh, but that one I'm 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 used, used to. to yeah. yeah,
1: real used to that one.
0: What is uh? So the bell, the uh, round is over. You go to your corner, and and what's Dan like in between the rounds?
1: Lift your freaking hands up. Yeah. Can you, can you <laughs> yeah. block? Yeah. Stop boxing with your hands down. You yeah. know, let's let's get in there. Box with your hands up. Get back on the jab. Stick and move. Um, because we knew. Um, After coming back, that was a a big comeback fight, 22 months of inactivity, you know, um, surgeries and hand injuries. So I told the whole world, you're not going to see the best Keith Thurman you've ever seen in January, Mm -hmm. but you will see a world-class performance. And I do believe that I delivered on that. And I did have some ring rust, and I'm just glad that I got a real tough uh, fight because it also reminded me that, yes, you're champion today, but... Everybody is coming for you.
0: Yeah, and you can't just rest. I mean you're you're not only are you a target, but you don't want anybody to pass you up either. You know what I mean? You don't want anybody else to work any harder than you do. Uh how how long out do you start preparing for this fight, this Pacquiao fight? I mean, I know you train all the time, but when do you how long out do you really start digging in?
1: The real grind is uh, ten weeks out. Yeah. It's a ten week training camp in preparation for this uh twelve round fight you know 36 minutes performance um but i just want to have a greater performance than i did earlier this year uh-huh. i want to prove to Pacquiao that you know he doesn't belong at the top of the welterweight division anymore uh-huh. um and that you know he just uh, he signed the wrong contract
0: yeah <laughs> you're a, you're a super champ now right <laughs> <laughs> what do you have you have the two belts
1: well the super title is through the WBA All right i unified when i defeated Danny Garcia, but due to my inactivity, I didn't want to um, hold up the welterweight division and throughout history, we know that fighters that are inactive sometimes do get stripped of their world titles. Right. So, I just went ahead and said, you know what, before they go and politically pull this little number on me, I know I'm going to be inactive in 2018. Let me just go ahead and give up one of my two world titles mm-hmm. and as long as I come back into the sport and I'm still champion of the world, you know, we're going to pick it right back up. And by vacating the world title, whenever I feel it deemed fit, I can challenge whoever that champion is. I'm out of, And they have to accept it. If okay. they were to not accept it, they would be stripped of the world title because one of the only reasons why they got that world title was because of me vacating it, right. not because they beat Keith one time. So they owe that, that to you. They, they do TV owe show. it to me.
0: Okay, so so let's move to the future. You you fight on the twentieth, you beat Pacquiao handily. Okay, so you predict a knockout, so you knock him out and you knock him out earlier than you think, and everybody in the whole world sits back, and goes, "Wow, now what? Now what? Because you know, I know you used to want to fight Floyd Mayweather, but now,
1: do you think you'd ever lure him back into fighting? I mean, I mean, you. I don't- talk- you're Alex is in, is in Japan or something. I mean, this dude's doing exhibition matches overseas. Mm. Yeah. You know, he's doing...
0: Because he's running from you, that's what you're saying?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he ran from me back f- six years ago, yeah. you know, when when I became the number one contender Uh, in the WBA, he beat Marcos Maidana for that world title. And then six months later, they made him the super champ and made me the regular champion. And that was the day I realized, looks like I'll never share the ring with Floyd Mayweather because the beauty of the title that I hold and the title that he used to hold is the super champion doesn't have mandatories. You kind of have a kingship. You get to dictate your career without other people mandating things upon you.
0: Okay. All right. So would you fight him if that opportunity Oh, I'd love up, to share the ring with Floyd to, Mayweather. Yeah.
1: yeah. But you know, after knocking out Manny Pacquiao, I don't know how much he's going to want to step in the ring.
0: Would I mean w- if you were him,
1: you wouldn't want to risk that. If I was him, I would have t- retired from the first 100 million. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. I, if I was him, shoot. How rich are you now? Uh, well, How's let's just we- say it's getting it's getting pretty nice and, you know, as, as the saying says, the rich get richer. Yeah, yeah. And that's, for me, that's what it's all about right now. Um, I'm living my dream, but I'm still an active fighter. I need to set up my retirement. Yeah. We've seen athletes make money. Um, but as one of my mentors say, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Mm-hmm. You know, so from here on out, um, I had a lot of fun in my 20s. But from here on out, we're making... Um, the proper decisions so that Keith one-time Thurman, after boxing, will still have a good life for himself.
0: Good. That's smart, man. It's m- most people don't make those decisions. Look at Rocky. had to go back and live in Philadelphia <laughs> live with his dog. And that <laughs> uh, Keith Thurman is in the studio with us. He is going to be fighting in Las Vegas, MGM, taking on Manny Pacquiao on the 20th. And uh, we're all very excited. Fans of yours, but you're representing the Tampa Bay area. And uh, I think this is going to be great for us. I think you're going to come home with a huge victory. And like you said, uh, with a lot more boxing fans, uh, it, you know, in the world after a match like that.
1: Oh, man, it's a dream come true. I really can't wait. I'm really surprised that it's here now. I'm happy that I'm I'm skinny.
0: Yeah. I got yeah. all
1: the fat you're off skinny. the body, you know, uh, yeah. the, 10 weeks, a lot of dieting, no cheat days. Everybody out there who tries to go on a diet and wants to fill in those tea days. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you're not going to get the job done.
0: Will, can you explain this to me? Walk me out to the uh, to the ring. Like, what's a, what's a pop and circumstance that's going to happen before the fight? Is there a national anthem? Is there a whole? Like, do you, does, you, does that stuff ever enter your head, or are you just so concentrated on the fight? Like, it seems like there's always so many distractions before a,
1: a boxing match. For me, I just look at it as a very old, old sport. I look at it as a gladiator sport. Yeah. Right before you walk into the ring, you know, before it was a coliseum, you walk into the arena backstage, you're almost in a jail cell, you know, you're in this little box, you're in this, you're in this cubicle. And for me, I say I'm locked up, I'm locked up a caged animal. Uh And while I'm locked up, I'm just focused that, you know, the battle's about to begin, you know. Um my mother will be watching, my father will be watching, my wife will be watching. You know, none of that is on my mind. That's not my focus. My focus is all the hard work and dedication that I put into being where I am today, the preparation for the bout that I'm about to enter. How many times did I run six, seven miles? How many sit-ups did I do? How many push-ups did I do? Remember when you hit the heavy bag? What did that sound like? Uh Oh, wait, that's about to be his face. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I just go through this routine to build up my confidence and then just say, you know, deep down, you know, this is what you've always wanted. This is what you've been waiting for. The time is now. The moment is here. Let's go out there and get her done.
0: You just gave me an interesting thought. Your dad watching this fight? How old's your dad? I imagine we got to be close in age. In his fifties. Okay, so I have a twelve-year-old son. If my, I like, if I'm a dad, I want to see my son go in there and whip Manny Pacquiao's ass. But also from a dad's point of view, I don't want Manny Pacquiao to hurt my son. You know what I'm saying? He must have that. He must, he must have super confidence in you, but he must also be a little bit worried about you going in there and watching another guy punch at you for, for twelve
1: rounds. Well, he always said, regardless of you or my son or not, you're a tremendous fighter. Yeah. You know, he said he's watched boxing back in the day, Tyson with his father, and he goes, you know, you really are a great boxer. And so he does have tremendous faith in me. He does know where I come from, um, training with Ben Getty, training with Dan Birmingham. He's always trusted my team. He knows that I surround myself with good people. So, you know, he'll... Probably have a cocktail or two to calm the nerves, <laughs> yeah. you know, at the end yeah. of the day. But I tell my whole family, man, no matter what happens in that ring, you know, don't shed a tear. Mm. Don't worry about your boy because I'm doing what I love.
0: Yeah, I love your confidence level because it's not cocky. You are just really confident in your ability, and I think that's the right frame of mind that you need to be in to go in there. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a uh, a great fight on the uh, on the 20th. Live from the MGM. Now, I'm just putting this out there. I did look it up. If you can get me tickets, I realize I could fly in on Saturday, <laughs> go to the fight, and then fly back on Sunday and be here for work. I'm available if you need me. Also, you know how Paulie used to walk to the ring at Rocky? There always has to be one fat guy in your in your corner. Don't you think you, Who walks out in your ring? Who's in your corner?
1: We got Dan Birmingham, Chris Getty, mm. uh, Eric Wilson, my cut man, Carlos, and that's the four that hold down the corner
0: yeah and then you need one fat guy and everybody goes what does that guy do that's me i'm the paulie of you (laughs) just let you know i'm available a few steps behind i thought it was interesting you said your nickname in uh, like high school and stuff was de la hoya i had heard you said that you're gonna do to to manny pacquiao what he did to de la hoya Hoya. yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah you know i just making the statement that i believe that by you know Defeating Manny Pacquiao and really putting hands on him, reminding him of the dangers of this sport and trying to compete with the young competitors today that, you know, he has an exit strategy. The door's over there. Exit, brother. Just go take the exit, you know. And also I've been saying uh, to people that, you know, fighters fight if fighters want to keep fighting, you know. So I can't force him into retirement I can just try to point him into the right direction, and, you know, he's not going to be the first fighter that I ever sent into retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, I've sent two already throughout my career, and I just believe that, you know, it's it's, it's time. Um, I know he's going to try to prove me wrong come next Saturday, but um, Oscar Never fought again after Manny Pacquiao, and I wouldn't be surprised if Manny Pacquiao never fights again after Keith Thurman.
0: I like uh, it. When do you leave to go out there? Monday. Okay. Well, man, we wish you the best. And I know you got a big whirlwind of uh, press that you have to do today. And I uh, I think it's great that you're, you're a great kid to represent this area. And uh, we're all going to be glued to the fight. I won't even steal this one. I'm going to pay for it. I'm
1: going to pay for
0: it. <laughs> I'm going to go and pay for it on uh, pay per view. Uh, also, I saw Keith on Instagram with his new shirts, which are nice. com. Those are nice
1: shirts. I like those. They're nice shirts. Um, and they're really comfortable. You know, when they sent me the fabric designs, I just put on the one that felt the best. You know, I want to be able to train in them. I want to be able to wear them to. The fights, wear them to other people's fights, and just wear them casually. And um, it's just a great t shirt, man. Yeah. I love them. I'm happy with them.
0: Now, the other thing, I love that you travel with a bevy of, of ladies. Who are I know one of these ladies is your publicist. Who are the other ladies over here? Just supermodels modeling your shirts?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, one is actually my personal trainer and my aunt, Kimberly. She's been working with me for this whole fight uh, right. for eight weeks. So for in the ten week camp, first two weeks she's not allowed here. She's not allowed to beat me up. I'm like, <laughs> hey, let me just get moving. Let me get going. Right. And then she comes in, and then we go hard that, for eight weeks. Your trainer, uh, you're the trainer.
0: Oh, I'd be scared of you. I'd be scared. You look, you look mean. I look. I got look at you, and I go, I can't do anymore. And you'd yell at me. You can do more. Yeah. No, thank you. Good. I'm glad you got skinny in shape over here. If you if you have any problems she's the one to blame. That's it. I'm going to come back in her. What uh, what's the coolest thing you have bought with all your uh with fortune so far?
1: Uh for me it probably has to still be my Shelby GT350 um R, you know. Um I was really happy when I was able to get my hands on it. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Walker Ford. You know? <laughs> hey, you know Every They had many different models of the Shelby GT350, but the R that year was supposed to be a limited edition, right. and I was in their showroom, and they were like, we got one of the Shelbys in today, and I looked at it, and I was like, I'm not that impressed, because it didn't have no racing stripes on it, it had a two-tone top, I was like, mm, I'm not really, I'm like, I, I'm, it just doesn't look like a real Shelby, right? and." I hear the guys talking. Everybody was so excited. It was the first day it was in their showroom. I I lived right around the corner off of Bel Air Road at that time. And I said, I'm listening to everybody speak. And this guy goes, well, we will be getting an R in Uh, in the near future. And I said, no, you're not. I said, Clearwater, Florida, Walker Ford's not getting a limited edition R. And he's like yeah 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 i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i said who are you where's your desk and who do i need to talk to and we sat down i I explained to him who i am how i live right around the corner he explained to me mr walker hasn't even put a price on it yet i said when he puts a price on it you call me first and luckily i made that happen i i tracked it over at sebring raceway I mean, it's just—I think—one of the greatest cars to ever be invented um, by an American car maker. Don't you
0: love when you have a car that you love? I have an old ass car. I have a, a 2007 Hummer. I love that car. I'm never giving it up. I know, and I don't care what anybody says. You love your car. You oh man, stick with it I think
1: I think it's—you uh, know—Keith Thurman of the road. I mean, it, it's strong, <laughs> it's fast, it's agile, um, and then you know that that va voodoo engine man it
0: roars yeah we need to get you over to pete at zen motorsports and we need to get you a uh, a one-time make a one-time edition yeah yeah Shelby one-time version yeah. i right, listen i know you got a lot of places to go taste, So i'm gonna let you go but thank you so much for coming in here we wish you the absolute best but we have just as much confidence in you as you have in yourself knock him out man knock him out arrow what's the plan what round are we
1: looking at fourth round knockout you know any round knockout but just to have fun in Vegas, we got to throw a little money on round one and two. Oh, if right. I can, if I can, if we can go home early and get a, a little bonus, you know, because there is no knockout bonus, so I got to, I got to play with the bookies, okay, and I got to create my own KO bonus.
0: All right, I'm taking the under. Under six round knockout. That's where my bet's going to be. Like, it's
1: like a nice bet.
0: All right, I like that. And listen, don't no sex before the fight. Keep them legs strong.
1: Hey man, don't worry. Wifey already got it all handled. She's, she's like, you're gonna win, and I'll see you after the fight. All right, yeah, yeah.
0: Listen, good luck to you, my man. We'll take a break. Keith Thurman. Uh, that fight is happening on the twentieth of this month at the MGM Grand.